for Hazel. Not that it's any of my business. Part 1. Sunrise on Mars Ironic, isn't it? The mind of a man, wherever you encounter it, Earth or Mars, the highest attainments of human intellect, always diverted to self-destruction. Kurt Newman Chapter 1 Was this blood, or his sweat mixed with the Martian soil? Had this ground ever felt water? Jin's thoughts were a torrent of randomness. He had not been able to think straight for days, going into an almost trance-like state, yet remembering everything. Through his confusion, the goal remained the same. Dig. Jin had been digging an illegal tunnel adjacent to the Delta Dig for weeks upon weeks. He had no idea why. If Meta officials or anybody from Clevet caught him, he would be thrown into a different kind of dark hole, or perhaps something far worse. The impulse to dig has been growing for months. At first he had used those urges to get the Delta Dig moving, but the constant starting and stopping was eating away at him. He was the first person at the start of the shift, and the last to leave. The other miners thought he was a dedicated old workhorse, a remnant from another time. But the truth was he was taking equipment for his private tunnel. Beverly would have completely blown a gasket if she knew he was putting wear on already overtaxed and outdated tools. He felt himself smile. Beverly was the director of the Delta Dig, and she seemed like a sweet and honest person, and Jin couldn't help but pity her. Honest people didn't last long in the mining game. Finding an underused supply shed had been the easiest part of his endeavor, as surplus supplies hadn't been available for years. Most of the other unused sheds had been repurposed as barracks for the new miners, but this one had been left alone due to its remote location and generally depressing appearance. It was perfect, even if he didn't know why. Once he'd created the opening for the tunnel and found a few thick shelves that were light enough to move, but big enough to hide a hole in the ground, he had spent a few hours each day digging and clearing out the materials. This has gone on for months. Lately, he had been spending hours if not complete days down in the tunnel, only coming out to report to work and the occasional meal. Material removal has been getting more difficult, but his only focus was to push further. He had been lying to his wife for the last few weeks, saying he was working overtime. This excuse wouldn't last for long. Lorraine would catch on once his paycheck came in, but it didn't matter. He had to keep moving. The repercussions no longer mattered. He glanced down at his hand. His ring finger on his right hand was bent in an awkward position. He couldn't even remember when that had happened. He snapped it back with a grimace and continued to work. Eventually, Jin had progressed far enough where breathing had become a problem. At first there had been enough air in the supply room to filter down into the tunnel. But the tunnel quickly exceeded a mile, and he had to start borrowing oxygen rigs from the Delta Dig. 
He also fashioned a makeshift airlock in the hole to prevent anyone from noticing the oxygen drop-off in the room. Since the site had so many spare oxygen cans lying around, nobody was going to miss a few disappearing each day. The dig was so large, and sprawling accurate records weren't being kept. It often took several days to realize when a worker had been lost or killed, so Jin was confident supplies weren't being tracked very closely. He didn't understand how he could have lucid thoughts and make detailed plans for the tunnel, such as ensuring power support and making sure he had breathable air, but have no control over the impulse itself. It was an obsession that was overtaking him. As his anxiety swelled in his head, he worked the machines with his red mud-caked hands. He pushed forward. He had to keep going no matter what. He was nearly at his destination. He could feel it.